Hey guys, new episode with my guy, Roger Beach, all the way from Orange County. This is episode 14 of the What Men Want podcast, and this is going to be the, the last episode of the year. It's December 26th, and uh, Roger and I, surprisingly, are doing pretty well considering we had a pretty long fucking night last night, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No We've doubt. got some stories to share for sure, but I think that we'll save those for another time. But uh, Roger Beach, 32 years old, native Houstonian, moved to Austin for a little while after college, and then now for the last, what, five years or so? About seven now. About seven years he's been in Southern California in Orange County, the OC. So, Roger, man, good to have you on today, bud. Yeah, thank you for having me. Excited. Well, well, good. Well, I shit, seven years. So that means I've met you seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, whenever uh, I was just getting my staffing firm off the ground, you were in the same industry. And I think that you worked out with Chris Cook, or maybe you used to you used to work with him. Yeah, so I used to work with Chris Cook yeah. in the same industry for a while. I think that's how we got connected for a there while. There you go, yeah. yeah. And so we've been kind of flirting with each other about potentially working together uh, over the last several years. But uh, earlier this year, Roger actually abandoned the staffing and recruiting industry, and now he's a... Uh, He's a sales executive for cybersecurity services. So it sounds like you get paid a lot of money, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't suck. I'll put it that way. You know? <laughs> well, um, excellent. It's great, but it's interesting work. It's uh, very strategic. And, um, you know, with what we're doing right now, I feel like we're making a difference in the world. And that's one of the best things. Oh, I mean. look at you giving the California answer. I know. Oh, we're just making a difference in the world. Hey, I had to get a little bit of out of you know? <laughs> Well, fantastic. Well, hey, man, uh, again, I know a lot of the answers to these questions because we're boys. And I think that uh, most of the guests that I have on are kind of like new friends that I'm just getting to know. But uh, and then obviously we spent some time together last night with some mutual friends as well. But uh, let's jump right into it, man. How long have you been single? I feel like as long as I've known you, you've been booed up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a funny story with the whole relationship status, right? Like, yeah. I've had girlfriends here and there over the past couple of years, but nothing that I ever looked at as serious. Um, and I would say today, I look back and I'm like, okay, I want to make sure I take a step back and the next girl that I end up being with is somebody that I actually see a future with and not just to date to date, right? Okay. So my last girlfriend and I broke up a, 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 over like six months ago or something like that now. Okay. Yeah. And um, the reason that was is because I just, I didn't feel it, you know, with mm -hmm. her and, you know, within the first six months, it wasn't the honeymoon phase where you're supposed to have good times and there's a lot of problems. So the red flags came out in the beginning and I mm -hmm. was just saying, you know, to myself, I want to be smart about this. And next time I go through a relationship, I want to make sure it's for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. How long were you guys together? Um, probably about five months. Five months. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was short. Okay. It was like dating. Yeah, no, of course. And that's about that's about how long it takes for the honeymoon phase to to kind of wear off. So I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. And so let's talk about the last long term relationship. Mm -hmm. How long ago was that and how long did that last? Last long term relationship was maybe about three years ago now. Three, okay. Three to four years ago now. Yeah. And so that was about a two year relationship, about a year and a half, two years. Mm -hmm. um, and it was very complicated as you know, a lot of relationships are nowadays. Sure. But, um, you know, if one thing I could say is like, she taught me a lot, right? She taught yeah. me a lot of how to treat people, how to be good to people. Mm -hmm. But one of the things was there was um, other factors that were involved and other variables where mm -hmm. I was young at the time and mm -hmm. I didn't think that it was something I could take on myself. 
myself. Yeah. So you're saying you're not young now at 32 years old. I feel like I'm 21. Yeah. So. You, you got the salt and pepper coming through on the side now. Hardcore. It happened over a year ago now. <laughs> you got to black it in nowadays. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, so why you'd mentioned, you know, that relationship, uh, there were some extenuating circumstances that contributed to you exiting that relationship. Um, one of the hot topics nowadays um, that I've actually discussed with a lot of my friends and then also uh, coaches and advisors is this whole thought of non-monogamy. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm Especially in California. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody's Peter Pan syndrome in California. <laughs> so yeah, of course. And so let's talk about that, man. Do you think that... Um, this is kind of the way of the future and that as a society, we're all migrating more towards, you know, being polyamorous and non-monogamous and being in open relationships as long as it's clear expectations are set. I think you, you said it right there, clear expectations, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that will add to a lot of things that can be successful, but it's mm -hmm. got to be with the right person, right? Sure. So I think that there can be monogamy. I feel like if the person is good enough and that they're the right person for you, then mm -hmm. you can always stay faithful and mm -hmm. love that woman and be with them 24-7. But at the same time, you know, I mean you know, we all have different experiences and we all have wants and needs and things like that. So mm. it's like a discussion between the two people where if there is something that you want outside of the relationship, then that needs to be discussed. Also at the same time, is it, Hey, can we include each other? Mm. Do we have to do this together? Mm -hmm. um, how far do we go and, mm. and, and what's right for each other? Cause otherwise if you're not on the same page, then there's not going to be a good relationship. Everybody that I look at nowadays that's married or has kids or mm -hmm. that's going on their you know, on their journey. Mm -hmm. I just feel like a lot of people are unhappy just because they feel like it's, um, it's what they're supposed to do. Right. So the biggest thing I think, I think I've seen moving from Texas to California also is that a lot more people in California are free spirited, right? Yep. Everybody says that about California, mm -hmm. but it's true. You know, um, people like to enjoy life a little bit more. People like to, you know, have fun. It's also more expensive. So of course, you know, it takes more to buy a house mm -hmm. and start a family and all that. So it's like, what is it gonna do to make each other right, right? Mm -hmm. So I think when it comes to like a relationship and monogamy, the best thing that people can do is just be, have open communication. Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest part sometimes because people are scared to say what they actually feel. Like mm -hmm. right? they don't know how that, that other person is going to take it. They don't know how they're going to feel about it. Um, and at the end of the day, they don't want to lose that person because of maybe some wants and feelings of theirs. Mm -hmm. The reason that I'm still single is because I haven't exactly found that person where I think that we can have that open communication, that open relationship, mm -hmm. if that's what we want to go towards, right? Mm -hmm. So you're in Vegas for the weekend and you know, you're good when you're in California, but you're in Vegas for the weekend. <laughs> you're in Vegas for the weekend with your girl and she's like, She's, you're all going out having fun. Yeah. Like, hey, how about, you know, we bring somebody else home with us yeah. you know, and stuff like that, you know, and that's what needs to be talked about. Right. So sure. I, I think it's just open communication. Sure. And, you know, you hit the nail on the head with saying, you know, it's, it's, it's way more prevalent in California, right. Than, uh, than in Texas where we're very much more conservative and, um, old school mm -hmm. is, is kind of the phrase that I'll say. So interesting take, man. Um, so let me ask you this. So Great looking guy. You obviously put in a lot of work on your physique and your body. I always see you in the gym on Instagram. Um, and so I would imagine that getting a date with a beautiful woman is probably not that difficult for you. 
Yeah, I mean, it is and it isn't. Right? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, because I don't want to just date anybody. Right? Sure. Like, and I don't want to just go out with anybody. Okay. It's got to be somebody that is, like, worth my time. Yeah. And, and I, I want to say that in the way of, you know, like, I want it to be worth both of our times, you okay. know, because um, time is something that we can't get back. Yeah, right? very true. Um, and so for me, it's like, yeah, I, I like seeing different girls and I like to, like, understand what it is that I'm after. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, girls, they, they come and go. But at the same time, you know, it's like I don't want to spend my time with just anyone. Sure. Right? So there's times where you got to be able to be the, the guy in the room that says no. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about that. Let's say that you find somebody that you want to put in some time with, right? Mm-hmm. You're taking them to dinner, you're introducing them to your friends, you're hanging out. Give me some insight into maybe some of the recent times where those individuals have lost you very, very early in the dating or talking relationship. I think it's, um, and I'll go back to what I said a little while ago, yeah. the lack of communication, right? Okay. I think today we all play the game, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, we're in that dating swipe culture yep to where like if somebody's not responding or somebody's not talking or telling you what they want or telling you what they feel it's just so easy to like find somebody else around the next corner right yep. or you can hop on a dating app and be like oh this guy sucks or this girl mm-hmm. sucks and i'm just gonna go to the next one right mm-hmm. so i think that's the biggest thing right now is that like you need to be able to have that open communication mm-hmm. and i think communication is going to be the key to having one, a successful relationship, but mm-hmm. also being able to have a successful like dating life in general. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's just how I look at it. Yeah, absolutely. So the lack of communication is probably the first one of what you said why it fails. Are there any other things or red flags that you've seen super early that we can, I guess, make our listeners aware of so they can watch out for their blind spots? I would say one thing big with a girl that I recently dated, um, very controlling, right? Um, You got to let people be people, Mm -hmm. right? You got to be free. Um, So controlling, let them do them. You know, if it's not in your category, it's not what you want, then, you know, move on to somebody else. But at the same time, like, you can't control that person. They're going to do what they want to do, right? Mm-hmm. So girls who are controlling, I've I just seen it time and time again where it just becomes where they want you to be mm-hmm. and act a certain way, which mm-hmm. is fine. Um, but then if that's not the type of person you are, then that's not the person for you. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I would say controlling is a big thing, right? But also somebody that just has drive and passion, right? So the red flags for me are somebody who is controlling, somebody that doesn't have drive, somebody that doesn't have passion, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we live in this culture, especially in California, right? Mm-hmm. Where um, a lot of girls are, are like esthetician's or salons. Or, sure. You know, yeah. all that stuff, which is nothing against that because I, yeah. I know a really beautiful girl – um, she lives in Hawaii. It's one of my buddy's girlfriends mm-hmm. and she, she owns a couple of salons now in Hawaii Excellent. and she's from Brazil and she does great for herself. Yeah. Right. But it's like, you've got to have that drive and that passion, mm-hmm. right? You can't expect for the man to always take care of you hand and foot. So let's, so you're, so when you say drive and passion, are you specifically alluding to they make money, right? Because somebody can be passionate about doing eyelashes, right? They can be passionate about doing makeup and be the best fucking makeup artist in the world. Right. And so, but you're saying that drive and passion needs to generate revenue, needs to generate income. No, not exactly. Okay. You know, I just don't want them to be spending their entire time, you know, in the mirror or in the gym. Sure. Right? I understand. You know? Yeah. So I think like driving passion comes I, and here's how I was raised, right? Like the man provides for the family. My mom always worked, but okay. my, the man provides for the family. Awesome. Right? Yeah. So I think the woman should, um, you know, just be humble, be mm-hmm. happy, but also have a passion to something, right? Yeah. Like, 
whether it's like homemaking or mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, raising our kids or something like that. But like, I don't think it has to be revenue generating. Sure, right? sure. I think it's one of those things where it's just like, she has to have some type of motive in life. Understood. Okay. So do you think that, you know, as you're potentially exploring a long-term serious committed relationship, do you think that there's like a short list of professions of women that uh, are going to be kind of like um, uh, a good fit for you? Um, definitely not a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not a litigator lawyer. Definitely yeah, not yeah. a litigation. <laughs> definitely no litigation. I'll lose that battle two yeah, times yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I don't think there's a necessary, necessary uh, mm-hmm. profession that's going to yeah. make them um, better than the other, right? Somebody that's just like, I've dated girls that are in the fashion industry, right? Oh, wow. My last two girlfriends were in the fashion industry. Interesting. I dated a girl that was a nurse at a hospital, mm-hmm. um, and I'm and you know like there's a girl that um, you know she's an entrepreneur, you mm-hmm. know, and she has a couple applications, and she's you know doing her thing. She comes from a wealthy background, but also she has a lot of drive and passion, you know. So I think it's just about like what motivates you in life. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a necessary like exact profession. Yeah. My worry is I see so many girls in California that just think that they need to be handed everything. Sure. And Granted, there's a lot of guys that are all down for that, right? Yeah, there's a absolutely. lot of guys that are like, they just want their trophy wife. Sure, usually the second wife, not, not usually <laughs> yeah. the first one. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, um, yeah, no, I don't think it's a necessary profession. I think it's just mm-hmm. one thing that is going to lead them to actually being able to occupy their time and their mind with something that drives them. Yeah, one of the struggles that I've had, you know, as I'm potentially looking for a long-term relationship is, um, you know, I'm very attracted to ambition and passion and all that. But I, I don't necessarily need my wife to work, right? right. And so it's kind of like a catch-22 right. because I want somebody that's passionate, right? But that's not going to work 40 hours a week, right? right. So Ex- exactly. she could have a nonprofit or she can have something to that effect, right? And so, you know, I've migrated towards, you know, nurses and teachers mm-hmm. because they've got that nurturing component. Right. They're very caring. They give me the attention and affection that I starve mm-hmm. for, Right. Um, but the struggle is because I own a business, right? It's difficult for them to have complex conversations related to the thing that I'm mo- most passionate about, which right. is growing my business, right? Well, and you that's know? another thing you bring up a good point there yeah. about somebody that is able to have that. And again, everything circles back to communication for me, yeah. right? So I think one of the things is like somebody that has like interest into what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And has like curiosity and has that kind of like just open communication where they're mm-hmm. like, oh, so is this what's going to make you happy? Is, are you good in your business? You know, yeah. somebody that can you can kind of banter with. Yeah. That's going to be your, you know, your not not like a provider, yeah. but more like your your power, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who's going to drive you like ambition, right? Yeah, pace so, setter for sure. Pace setter for sure, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so that's the biggest thing like nowadays is like you just want to have somebody that compliments you, right? Not somebody that's going to like cause any problems or yep. be mad that you're working <laughs> trying to provide yep. for the family, right? Absolutely. You know, sometimes I hear about like women that get upset that their husband works like you know twenty hours a day. Yeah, you know? I'm like. And then look at the house they live in. You exactly. Know? Like, why do you think you live here? You know? So it's like, it's one of those things that's kind of a catch 22 in some sure. of those cases. Yeah, absolutely. So what about those girls that maybe don't need to work that just come from wealthy families? Is that something that you view as a favorable aspect or is that a big red flag for you? I, I wouldn't say favorable or negative. So okay. I wouldn't say either way, right? It just, it depends on that person. Okay. If they come from good families and they come from like a wealthy background, mm-hmm. that's great, right? Okay. That's like probably going to be a financial 
relief. positive. Yeah, it's gonna be a financial <laughs> yeah, relief that yeah, you don't yeah. have to deal with. Sure, sure. So for me, it's like I don't look at a girl that comes from nothing or a girl that comes from everything as a positive or negative. Interesting. It's just okay. that if she comes from everything and expects daddy to pay her way yep. through her life until she's fifty years old, mm-hmm. that's when I'm gonna be a little concerned, right? Because there's a girl I know right now, and she comes from a lot of money. Yeah, you know, and but she has so much drive, so much passion. Mm-hmm. She's she loves to work. She loves to have, you know, different type of businesses and things like that. And I'm like, this is a girl that comes from money that doesn't need to do this type of stuff, but yeah. she does it because of her own self will. Absolutely. Yeah. Because somebody in her family probably, you know, showed her the way, right. And, and taught her that you can't rest on your laurels and that you have to be uh, constantly innovating and you have to leverage that work ethic in order to create. So that's exactly. good, man. Yep. That's the best of both worlds for sure. So I've got a friend who I hung out with last week and she comes from an extremely wealthy family. And it's funny cause I posted, I posted her to my Instagram and then we've got a mutual friend that's like, Oh my God, I love her. I went to high school with her. Yeah. You guys would actually be great together. And so then I asked our mutual friend, why? Why do you think that, mm-hmm. right? And so she started to provide some commentary, right? I think I've got the, the reputation of just wanting, like, the beautiful girl that doesn't want to work, right? As we all um, do. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but with that being said, this girl, this friend that I went out with told me that when she moved uh, – she moved last year mm-hmm. from Dallas because she went to a private school in Dallas mm-hmm. – and uh, she moved here, and she's in her early to mid-20s, right? And she said that her grandmother gave her $500,000 just as a, hey, go get on your feet. Welcome to Houston, right? Wow. Yeah, let, let, me, let me fast track your business. Let me fast track your life, right? And so she's like, yeah, Jeremy. So, you know, I put down $200,000 on her new house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the other three hundred grand. this was 11 months ago. I have no idea where it's where it's at. It's gone. It's evaporated. Really? So, you know, with that being said, this woman is incredible. She's kind. Mm-hmm. She's sweet. She's passionate. She's caring. She's nurturing. She doesn't need to worry about money. But goddamn, I just think that she's going to be misplacing my $300,000 one day, right? So, like... Yeah. And it was a non-issue. It was just, it it was not a big deal to her. Right. And so that was somewhat of a red flag for me. Go ahead. No, and that's what what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of housewives, a lot of girls, sometimes if they don't have that drive, they don't have a passion, they don't have a purpose. Yeah. They get bored, right? So what do they do when they're bored? They go get their nails done. They go get petties and manis. Not the circle of friends that my, my friend, my, my friend's wives do $150,000 kitchen remodels whenever they get bored. And that type of stuff too. <laughs> that type of stuff too. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, like yeah, exactly. that's how my friends in California are, right? Yeah. Like, Cause you got these homes that are like a shack for $3 million, right? <laughs> and they need to renovate the kitchen for 1.5. Exactly. You know? And so it's like, that's what they're doing, you know? That's and that's, so that's why I say, like, I don't think a girl needs to necessarily sure. like have a specific job that drives them. Yeah. They need to have some type of passion that keeps them busy. Absolutely. Because otherwise they're going to be like spending mm-hmm. all your money, all my money, all mm-hmm. their husband's money. And that's the one thing that I get concerned about because I've seen that happen time and time again. Mm-hmm. The problem about that is, is like, what happens when the money's gone? You're or what happens right? when they get too bored? Yep. So for me, it's like girls, I don't like for me when I, when I have kids one day, yep. I want my mom, I want my wife to be at home with the kids, raising them, doing all that stuff. But eventually either go back to work 
open something up that makes you drive and have passion. Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at things. So let's say a girl has all those components, right? Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. She's got passion. She's got drive. She's got those maternal qualities. How does a girl get your attention, right? Because I would imagine you get a lot of attention, people trying to pull you in several different directions. Shit, mm. I witnessed it last night on Washington, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and so how can a girl get your attention? Um, you know, a girl just with overall just good intentions, right? Like okay. somebody that's like, obviously, first off, you got to be good looking, right? We yep. all judge books, books by our covers, right? Because here's the thing, it's like, I've worked hard in my life to make sure that I'm physically fit and that I am good for somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not just only on physical looks, it's also mentally looks, right? Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of reading and all those stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's somebody who gets my attention, first off, by their looks, right? Okay. And then- Yeah, that gets you in the door is what you're saying. Right, it gets yeah. you in the door, right? But mm-hmm. that's not all, right? Because yeah, yeah. like, for example, if there's a girl that, is beautiful and then there's nothing behind the curtains then yeah. there's not going to be a good conversation sure, sure. there's not going to be any intellectual conversations that are going to go back and forth mm-hmm. for me it's somebody that's intelligent interesting somebody that can talk somebody who has passion in life somebody who can sit there and be like you know here's what's going on with my life be open be communicative and mm-hmm. just somebody that's in touch with their emotions too right excellent yeah but i mean at the end of the day let's be honest right somebody who dresses good looks good is what's going to like reel you mm-hmm. in the first place but and so one. how does that girl get your attention let's something tactical right we're trying to give advice right now okay so you know so so it, are they uh brushing your arm whenever you're at starbucks you know <laughs> um does she proactively strike up a conversation about your clothes uh, does she intentionally go work out right at the at the machine right next to you at the gym? Yeah. How, well, who's going to catch your attention? Yeah. And I think it's all that. I think. It's, <laughs> and I've just had, be proactive is what you're saying. Be proactive, 100. Yeah. percent But I've seen all those cases happen. Yeah. Right? You know. But it's somebody that like is not scared, right? Sure. Not too stuck up, right? Yeah. Great so for me, cheer. it's like you're looking at a girl, or she's looking at you. You look at across the bar, and you lock eyes, 100%. right? Or she comes up and she says actually what she wants. Or she says that, hey, you're cute, you're hot, whatever it might be. You know, yep. somebody that actually does that and doesn't expect it to be weighted on hand and foot. Okay. Because we, we live in a generation where a lot of girls are approached by men Absolutely. 24-7, right? Yep. And so I think it's they have this mindset to where like, oh, that guy's not interested in me because he hasn't walked up to me yet. And then mm-hmm. sometimes, hey, maybe that guy just doesn't want to be a creep. Maybe yeah. that guy just doesn't want to come up and be too forward with you, Mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes it's more so like having that um, talk with each other and looking at each other and making sure like, hey, this is how we're gonna do things. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're into each other, you're gonna make it apparent, right? Mm -hmm. You're gonna voice it, you're gonna talk about it. You brush up on the shoulder, Mm -hmm. go grab them, go say, hey, you know, you're cute. Or hey, Mm -hmm. you know, like, let's get some drinks or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be, you Mm -hmm. know? It's just like being able to be like um, vulnerable. Absolutely. So you'd mentioned before we got on the podcast that you've never really been on dating apps. And so when you look at the last few girls that you casually dated, you know, how have you met them and, and you know, what's been the process and, and who's expressed interest and go from there? I mean, for me, it's, I, I like things to happen organically. And I, yeah. and I, I wasn't, I was on a dating app a while ago. Okay. Um, but I, I, I decided not to go back on there because I felt like it was a very, uh, mono- it was, it was just like a process that I didn't want to deal with. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, so I wanted things to happen organically, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's one of those things that like, 
I like to have just natural conversations, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, going back to what I said about locking eyes in mm-hmm. public or seeing them at the bar, seeing them at the Starbucks, seeing them at the gym, mm-hmm. and just being able to be like, hey, you know, you're cute. Mm-hmm. You know, we should talk, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. So I think it's more so always making sure that the reason I don't do dating apps is because what are you looking at? You're looking at a picture, right? Mm-hmm. And that picture decides whether you swipe left or right nowadays, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's, it's, and, and they're coming more creative with it, putting like yeah. voice messages and doing all this other stuff. So there's more to it nowadays and stuff like that, which is good. But at the same time, I think it's, I like to have it organically happen, right? Yeah. I don't like the whole setup either, right? Where a guy or a girl of your friends is like, hey, I think you're great <laughs> with this girl. And sometimes, I mean, that's how- Those my, have usually been good for me, I think. I was going to say, that's yeah. how my parents met. Yeah. You know, my parents met and they're happily married for yeah. 40 plus years now, mm-hmm. you know? So I think like it can come in many ways, but- yep. At the same time, the, the, what I think is the best thing is just having everything happen organically. And I'm mm-hmm. not like disowning those dating apps because that helps out and works for a lot of people. Absolutely. But for me personally, I feel like it should just be organic. You should be able to talk and communicate with each other. Yep, absolutely. So before we jumped on the podcast today, uh, this morning I posted the picture that you and I took last night at Bluefish. And, uh, and then I basically asked my followers, I said... Hey, give us some questions that we want to that we want to ask on the podcast, right? And so we're going to address those. And so I ended up getting about fifty inbound DMs with questions, and uh, I kind of shortlisted those because some of them were a little bit redundant. But let's just jump into those, man, and yeah. provide open, honest, unbiased feedback, man. Sometimes That's why we're here. Gotta hit them right between the, right between the eyes. That's why we're here. So uh, I love I love this woman. Um, she's in her early thirties. Mm-hmm. She's a sales executive for a fortune 100 company. Mm-hmm. And she is super frustrated because she is very, very successful in business. And she is pissed off because she thinks that her success is intimidating mm. for men. Right. And so she asks, she says, okay, do single guys want a career driven woman? Let's talk about that. Uh, for me, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Okay. I think that, um, if those guys are intimidated, yep. there's a reason they're intimidated because they're not on that person's level. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. I think it's not anything to her personally. Yep. I think it's more so that person mm-hmm. and they don't feel like they are as successful or they mm-hmm. are as driven as that person. So they feel intimidated by that. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think that they just haven't found the right person. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting take. So, so I believe that it's all a matter of where you're at in this phase of life, right? And so, you know, as I mentioned before, and even on previous episodes, you know, I was married for 10 years Mm -hmm. to a petroleum engineer Mm -hmm. that works at BP and she's now makes 300 K plus super, super successful. And it, it was that work ethic and that drive and that commitment to excellence that obviously created an element of financial freedom in our in our marriage, right? Right. But she was always so focused on climbing that corporate ladder yeah. that I never felt like my love tank was full whenever it came to attention right. and affection. Now, I, I know that she loves me. She's the mother of my children. I'm the father of her children, right? right? We built an incredible life together. But as you look at this next season of life, me at 37 years old, I've already built independent wealth, right? right? And so it's a matter of who can I go have fun with, mm-hmm. 
that's going to motivate and inspire me to become a more youthful and fun and exuberant person. Right. And I don't need somebody to be that pace setter whenever it comes to career. Right. right. And so with that being said, I think there might be some validity to first marriage or second marriage. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I actually uh, read an interesting uh, article the other day that kind of was hinting on that, you know, and we all have, like you said, like we all have different stages of our life where one thing might be right at that time, but yeah. it might be wrong in a different era. Right? Absolutely. The same person. Yeah. Right. Right. And it could be that. And people outgrow each other mm-hmm. or sometimes, you know, and I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Like we all have experience. Like mm-hmm. you said, you know, what happened between you and your wife, right? Mm-hmm. You got to have some beautiful children together. Yeah. You built, built a beautiful life. Mm-hmm. You guys have a great relationship mm-hmm. now. So it's mm-hmm. like, what did you get out of that? You got some... You, you got some understanding. You got some kids. You got to understand all like that. A lot of learning. A lot of, a lot of learning. That's what we all do. And that's the thing. It's like, you yep. know, and like I was talking to a guy um, at a bar one time in California, mm-hmm. this older gentleman that was about like in his 70s who's mm-hmm. had like three wives. And he said he loves every single one of them the same. Awesome. But he said they were all meant for different periods of his life. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't think, and I, and I still think that people. God, like, dude, I got chills when you said that dude, because I think that might be me. Yeah. 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 That, that's it. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm like, I don't think it's a one size fits all. Right. Yep. Like my parents have been married for 40 years. Awesome. That's good for them. Love right. It. But then there's some people, they have different periods of their life where they need different compliments. Right. Mm-hmm. So back to your point about your wife, who was very career driven and sometimes mm-hmm. was too focused on her career. To that's my like, opinion, but yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. That's your opinion. And, I think it's like one time, that's the thing is like, you also need to be in a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. When you're with somebody and you lose focus on that, Mm -hmm. you need to bring it back, you know? And that's the problem with some relationships today is that people forget that you constantly have to date each other. Yeah. So one of the things that I think that I do well in my relationships Mm -hmm. that I've been in is that I don't stop dating, you know, like on a Friday night, I'm saying I I will buy them something or I will say, Hey, go put on something cute. Love it. Let's go out to a nice dinner, you know, stuff like that. And it can be, it's not just Netflix and chill all the time. No, no, no. (laughs) You know, because you still got a date, right? Yeah. The unfortunate part too, for some people sometimes is that they don't want to do it because of either financial reasons or because of other reasons like that. But at the same time, you can be creative, right? Mm. You can go pick up a wine basket, put some jacuzzi boards Mm. in there and go Mm. out to a picnic somewhere for like <laughs> yep. 20 bucks or something like that you know yep. it doesn't matter right? i don't know what charcuterie boards you're getting for 20 bucks bro i got a guy i got a guy <laughs> i got, I got, got a guy okay it's just the assorted jesus from <laughs> yeah. but yeah no, for sure so then why are so many of these career driven girls single right let's say 33 beautiful great career 150k earner why are they single if you're saying you like it yeah. right and then obviously they've got options let's talk about that I think that's a, that's 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 a hard question, okay. right? Because I think it comes to a personal basis on that one, right? Mm-hmm. It depends on the person, right? So for me, it's like if they are very career driven and they do have these motives in life where they want to make, climb up the corporate ladder or yep. whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, if that's their prerogative and their priority right now, mm-hmm. then they need to focus on that because it sounds like they don't have time for somebody else. Exactly. That's probably the reason why, right? Is they put that energy into being successful in business. And there's only a finite amount of energy that we have, right? right? And right. so, you know, people look at me and they say, God damn, Jeremy, you go out seven days a week, mm-hmm. right? Like, how do you do it? Well, no, the reason number one is, is I don't work out, yep. right? <laughs> and, and, yeah. and it's, it, you know, obviously I'm not proud of the fact that I'm 50 pounds overweight, right? Yeah. But you, it, when you pull one lever, another lever has got to go down, right? And right. so I need to channel that energy into something that's going to make me a better person. And, 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 you know, these last three years of being single, 
right? Post-separation and right. then divorce, you know, I needed to get that fun out of my system. Yeah. Right? And I think yeah. that's, that's what I said. It's part of the time periods of your life, yeah. right? Saying so, like what you need to go through at this point, right? Like, so I, I mm-hmm. have a buddy who, um, went through a divorce recently, right? He was with a girl for I think six or seven years, uh-huh. um, only married for about a year or two. Mm. And he uh, went through a divorce and then immediately got into a relationship afterwards, right? Yeah. And I was like, that's not good. You <laughs> haven't given yourself enough time to heal. And oh, I yeah. believe in healing. And of course, we a lot of people don't wanna be alone and they mm-hmm. wanna make sure that they have um, somebody that they can confide in and talk mm-hmm. to and you know have sex with and mm-hmm. all that and just have a sure thing. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's like that area where you need to have a development phase of you, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. it goes back to what I, you know, like, I think one thing also is very time management, yeah. right? Time management, right? Like I go to the gym at five o'clock every morning mm-hmm. and then I start work at 730 every morning and then I have the rest of the day to work and then I have the rest of the afternoon to do whatever I want, right? Because yeah. I go out like five or six days yeah. a week too, you know? But I make sure that like I time manage myself and I use those priorities in the right order, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me... And you put your energy into what's important to you. And exactly. I think that's one thing that needs to be said is, is um, you're always going to make excuses, right? And so if you're mm-hmm. saying, hey, I'm single because I'm a career-motivated individual or I'm single because of X, Y, Z, you know, obviously being in a relationship was not as important to you at that phase of life, right? Right. But it doesn't mean that that doesn't always need, that always needs to be the case though, so. No, yeah, because yeah. it wasn't priority number one for that exactly. person, right? That's why yeah. I said, if it's a career-driven woman that wants to climb up the corporate ladder, get to where you need to be or find somebody that can compliment you yeah. in the way of saying like, maybe this guy is very career-driven too. Yeah, so, so you guys like, can divide and conquer and not necessarily be so needy for each other's time. Exactly, it's because it's like, you, in the background of your mind, right? Because yeah. it's all a mindset thing. It's like you have somebody, but at the same time, your priorities are number one with your job and your mm-hmm. financials, but you have somebody in the background that can at least compliment you at the time. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's important too. Like I said, it's not a one size fits, fits all. Absolutely. Great point. So another question that was posed is by a girl that said, you know, look, you know, uh, these guys are expressing interest in me. You know, I give them a chance. Maybe they don't fit the right, you know, uh, physical demographic of what they're looking for or career demographic or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she was being very adamant of like, you know, hey, look, I'm at least giving these guys, these B players a Mm -hmm. chance. Right. And and then what happens is, is she starts to give them their attention, you know, or give them her time and her attention. And then like the one second that anything, any hiccup at all the guys get defensive and then drop them immediately. Mm. And it's like, look, motherfucker, like I'm the one that like let you in. Right. You know, and, and you're, and, and you're saying that you can't even work with me on this. And so she didn't provide some additional, like very specific commentary, but how do you feel about women being a little bit more open-minded in order to meet a right, the right person in that men seem to treat it a little bit more transactional and can just cut ties at any time. What do you think about that? I think it also goes back to just, you know, how different males and females are too at the same time, you know? <laughs> yep. I, I don't want this to sound sexist or anything like that, but at the same time, I know there's a lot of times where women have more emotions and they have things that were a little bit more than, and like, I'm an emotional guy too, right? Yeah. So it's like, if I, if I feel a certain way, I'm going to express it. So I think, I think it's like, you know, again, going back to the fact of finding someone that compliments you, mm-hmm. right? Um, somebody that can show you how much you are worth to that type of mm-hmm. 
time of your life. Yep. And for, 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 for girls right now, it's hard, right? Because I mean, like there's so many people out there that they can actually go around. Like I said, it goes back to the swipe culture, right? Yep. Guys can find one hiccup with a girl and say, all right, screw that. I'm going mm-hmm. to the next one. Fuck that. I'm done. You mm-hmm. know? And, um, I think it just takes out the right type of person. Mm-hmm. For example, my, the girl that I just got done, kind of dating pretty recently, the one yeah. that I broke up with a few months ago. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of red flags from both sides of us, yep. you know, in the very beginning. And we, we fought and worked through them a little bit, you know, and we got through it. Cause I was like, I don't want to have another failed relationship. But not only that, it's like, I don't want to like sit there and just be part of that swipe culture. Mm-hmm. So I think it takes the right type of mindset for somebody to go in there. And again, it goes back to maybe that girl just hasn't seen the right person, hasn't mm-hmm. found the right person, hasn't talked to the right person. But I'm going to always go back to the thing that I say about communication, you know, and if it is what it is sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you think that there's some element of truth to women being a little bit more intentional about making it work, right? Because they've got a biological clock yeah. and that maybe men think that, eh, you know, as long as I have kids, you know, by the time I'm 45, yeah. that, right? <laughs> Um, there might be some element of truth to that and to where men just constantly think that there's this never ending funnel of leads that's going to come into their funnel. I I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that's, I think that's what it is, right? I think girls do look at, and the reason I say this is Mm because I've had a girl tell me this, you know, like I've had a girl tell me like, you know, shit or get off the pot. Yeah. Basically. Right. (laughs) You're like, I would have shit already. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, Hey, I don't have time to waste. You know, I'm 32 years old. You know, I'm, I'm running out of like time to have kids, whatever. So yeah, I think there's absolutely validity behind that, you know? Yeah. Understood. Yeah. So you, you'd mentioned you're not on the apps right now. Right. And so where can girls meet guys where it's not just a bar or on a dating app? Right. Um, I think it's like anywhere. I think uh, if you're in the gym, because a lot of girls are like very, very protective when they're at the gym, True. right? It's yeah. like they walk in there and they have this wolf sense where it's just you got, got the these, headphones on, you got these headphones on, you black everything out, you got like a bunch of hyenas, yeah, AKA yeah. men looking at you 24 seven, you know, and it's like, yeah, you know, you gotta be vulnerable, you know, like keep yourself open. So I think like bars are one thing right but you yeah. never know what the intentions are because most people when they go out they're like no oh, i'm just you know trying to go get some ass or something sure, like sure. that yeah but i think like girls like when you're at like a starbucks or you're in the gym or you know like we said like friends of friends right yeah. um even even though i'm not on dating apps i think like social media is a good spot you know if yeah. you see somebody on there that's attractive and maybe you've talk to them or you've followed them for a while and you feel like they're cute they have good Mm -hmm. intentions you see their stories and they're like are very Mm -hmm. on point about what you want right as long as they're not posting like you know party pictures 24 7 or them in the gym 24 7 they're actually posting things about their work life or like their home life or whatever like that and you know Slide into the DMs yeah. a little bit. Unless that unless that party uh, the, the, that party scene appeals to you, right? Exactly. So you know, can't necessarily shit on those girls that want to go out and party all the time, right? right. Because whoever is going to fuck with them is going to naturally gravitate towards that. Right. But I think one of the things that we all need to do is be consistent with what our social media presence is. Right to make sure that that's consistent with what the energy we want to put out there and what reality is too. Yeah, we're gonna attract what we give. If that makes sense. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, and here's the thing about social media: it's a digital footprint nowadays, right? Yeah. So it's like what you post is there for good. People are gonna see it. People yeah. are gonna be interested into it. So you should only put things on social media that you want people to see, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't do it out of a. Um, 
kind of like a vendetta, right? Sometimes yeah. people post things because they want one person out of their 10,000 followers <laughs> to see it, right? They're like, I want this guy yep. to see me out, yep. right? But then like, how does it come off to those you know, 9,000 yeah. other guys, yeah, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. So I think it's just like being very, very careful about yeah. how you go about your solicitation of yourself, yeah, basically. Yeah. One of the questions that was posed, um, and this young lady, she's, she's a pilot, right? And um, she had it brought up to her by an individual that said, hey, look, if you are over 30 and you've never been married, never been engaged, no kids, that is a major red flag. That's what this gentleman told her. Really? And, you know, her, she's, she's, she's wondering, is, is there some element of truth to that? What are your thoughts on over 30, never married, never engaged? Is that a red flag? No, not at all. No? Nope. My opinion about that and why, it's, it, it also comes back to what is that person doing, right? Yeah. If they've never been married and then they're in 30s and they're not doing anything with their life, then yeah, that's a red flag. Sure. But if they have a career and they've been traveling or they've been, you know, just living their life, mm-hmm. you know, one of the biggest things that I've seen since moving from Texas to California is that we in California nowadays, people get married a lot later. Yeah. You know, one, it's more expensive, but two, at the same time, like, I think the way of life here in Texas sometimes is like you're given that... Um, you're given that blueprint of like, okay, so you grow up, you go to high school, you get married, you, you marry your girl, you, you have kids, mm-hmm. you have the white picket fence out of your house and all that type of stuff. But I don't think like if a girl hasn't been married after 30 is a red flag. Yeah. I think it's like, it depends on that type of person. I think it's more so like, why hasn't that girl been married? Yeah. Right? What has she been doing? What has she been yeah. doing? How mm-hmm. has she been living her life? You know, is she just trying to do the best that she can? Maybe she just hasn't, maybe she's being very selective, right? Yeah. And she's making sure that the person that she meets is going to compliment her as much as she needs somebody to compliment her. Absolutely. Or what's super prevalent from what I've seen in my group of girlfriends is they're in these eight year relationships mm-hmm. and then it ends, right? Because the guy was non-committal and right. had no desire to put a ring on it, right? And right. it's a hell of a lot easier to start over when you're 31 years old, right? right. Than to just float through life if, if you have different, you know, a different vision, you know, of, of what your expectations are with regards to a long-term relationship. So, yeah, and it goes back to yeah. that guy that I, I met and I was talking to that was in his 70s and he had three different wives and stuff like that. And he said, each one I love yeah. the same, but it's like a different period of my life. So maybe, you know, when they grew up with this eight-year relationship when they were in their 20s, it was mm-hmm. a period of their life, you know, they just didn't put a ring on it. Yeah. And now they're in their 30s. I mean, women, men are getting married in their 40s, 50s, and 60s yeah, nowadays, you know? So sure. it's like, I think... I think if you're putting a staple on somebody not having a track yeah. record of being married, yep. I'm like, hey, look, that's less baggage that I got to deal with. Than <laughs> married, you know? You're absolutely right. You know? Absolutely right. So let's talk about this then. This was another question that was posed. Let's say that you're in a dating relationship. One of the questions that this young lady asked was, what makes a guy fall in love? Is there... Is there a turning point, right? And, and I, what I think she was alluding to was like, you know, the endorphins that are released whenever a woman climaxes and then the yeah. emotions associated with that. Now right. she feels bonded to that individual, right? So we know like the, the physiology and the biology as it relates for like a sexual experience for women and men. Right. But what makes a guy fall in love with a girl? And, and not like love, love, love. 
but maybe like, you know what, I'm, I'm really emotionally invested in this person and I want to spend time with them. Yeah, I mean... Is that a tough question? It is. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking, You're like, I've never been in love, Jeremy. I don't fucking know. No, <laughs> I, I have been. I have been in love, you know? Yeah. And um, that was a, uh, a... It was tough getting over that for a long time. But, um, you know, I think it's just the overall um, connection with each other, right? Yeah. The same interest. But obviously, I'll go back to this when we're talking about, like, physiology and, yeah. and all that. It's like... Sex is super important, right? Okay. Like sex has got to be on point. You got to be open. You got to be like cool with everything. If that person wants something, then you got to be able to like sit there and say, hey, yeah, this is mm. what I want to do, right? So I think sex is one thing that's very huge in a relationship. Yeah. I, I would say that's almost 50%. That's you. That's right, me, right. Because it's not everybody's. It's not everybody's. Okay. Right, right. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm speaking personal choice, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, but then when I was in love one time, um, it was the fact that we shared a lot of the same love for everything, right? Interesting. Um, music, for example, right? Okay. Like, we love the same music, right? She had a good career. We, ha- we just complimented each other. Yeah. We... We're able to banter back and forth. We could even talk shit to each other and then like, you know, sounds make like out. you had a best friend. I mean, that's really what it sounds like. That's who it should be. Yeah. The, the, the person should be your best friend, right? Yeah. That's the person that you can fight in. You can sit there and have your worst days and your worst experiences of your life and you can confide mm-hmm. in them. You can tell them these type of things and then they're like, it's okay, baby. We'll, we'll figure it out together, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think it all goes into each other. There's so many variables yeah. that go into a relationship. So, so what I believe the answer is to when a guy falls in love is the moment he realizes that all of his blind spots, right? All of the, the open areas where he's exposed that you compliment those, you right. fill those in, right? right? Because if all you do is like do the same shit as us and like, and create no additional value, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's like, well, you know, I could probably just do that on my own. Yeah. And I don't know. I, right. guess, I guess that's the way that I see it. Right. So, you know, what I'm constantly looking for is, you know, I do a lot of self work and self reflection and I'm very self aware on the areas where I need to improve in mm-hmm. life. And so it's probably some version of codependency, but I do yeah. seek out individuals that can plug those holes in the boat. Right. Yeah. And, and then that's whenever I become very, very like, you know, bonded to them right? yeah. because they, they, I need them. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's probably unhealthy. <laughs> gonna, that's exactly what I was going to say right now. Is I was like, you know, yeah. I think what you said right there, being co- yeah. codependent is very yeah. unhealthy, right? Because yeah. it's like, what happens when that person goes away? You know, what yeah. if that person goes away? What are you going to do then? You know, and so my point about that yeah. is that like, here's the thing is like, yes, I agree with you 100% that sure. you need to be able to compliment each other, yeah. fill those holes in. And like you said, be that person's best friend and everything like that. But at the same time, it needs to be to the matter of where you're both leveling up and you're always career driven Mm -hmm. or career driven or just motivation, whatever it might be. Personal growth driven, personal growth. driven. And as long as you're complimenting each other, then that's where those are going to be successful relationships. Absolutely. So one of the, one of the other questions that was posed was why do men tend to want to marry the safe girl? Right, like good girl, um, and then they still want to pursue the fun girl, right? The partier, you know. That I think you know what kind of what the type, good, the the, good time, not a long yeah, time. Yeah, the good girl. time, not a long time, right? Yeah. 
And another girl commented on that share that said it's the Jackie versus the Maryland syndrome, right? When we yeah. look at yeah. we look at JFK, right? right? Jackie O. Right. She was the wife. Right. She was the 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 picture perfect mother to the children, regal, right? She was uh, uh, American royalty, right? Right. And then you look at Marilyn Monroe, the buxom blonde, you know, the head turner. Whenever you walk into a room, mm-hmm. so why is it that guys want to date? And marry the good girl, but then they want to still pursue the fun girl. What is your thought around that? So I think it's because the safe girl is somebody that you can come home to and you know is always going to be there to be home, right? And then that's going to feel like your home, right? But then you have the fun girl who, for lack of better terms, might fuck like a porn star. (laughs) And maybe your wife doesn't do that. But at the same time, like it's one of those things where I think that we have a very distracted mindset sometimes you know and we see another beautiful girl or we see a fun girl or a girl having a good time and then we forget sometimes Mm -hmm. like what's actually at home and what that person's done for my life Mm -hmm. right or your life or whoever's life so i think it's not a matter of i think it comes back to personality traits right how a person was brought up you know and if a person's going to be that type of person that likes having a wife at home and everything like that but then goes out and sees these like hot girls and that are fun and Mm -hmm fucks like porn stars then you're gonna sit there and have that type of person so and I think, that and and i think that's what ultimately leads to divorce and men thinking that the grass is greener on the other side yeah right? and the grass isn't greener around the other yeah. side it's greener where you water it absolutely you know? very very true um i think that i have an interesting take on this because again i was married to the safe girl right, right for 10 years and the qualities that I saw in her when I was 24 years old, she was 26 years old when, when I put a ring on it, um, was I knew that she was going to be a great mom. Mm-hmm. I knew that she was going to be a great nurturer. Um, and, and then that's what I was looking for during that phase of life, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, I mean, to this day, I, you hit the nail on the head earlier and saying, hey, we're still great friends. It's because we still have aligned um values Mm -hmm. and then you know ultimately what led to the divorce was we just had a differing vision right right? you know she wanted to remain in the suburbs and the white picket fence and for me to be the coach on the soccer team Mm -hmm. and the the troop leader of the boy scouts and you know i wanted to buy lamborghinis and ferraris (laughs) and you know live in the penthouse at the hanover you know what i'm saying and so it was just a very dis you know, misaligned expectations. Right? So, so, and it goes back to that, what I was saying, you know, I think that we all have phases of our lives and we, yep. we outgrow certain phases and maybe we outgrow that person during that phase. And, yep. you know, circling back to the guy that I talked to at the bar one time, that's had three wives that he loves yeah. the same way. You know, <laughs> yep. it's like, you know, that person was maybe good for that time period of your Absolutely. life, you know? And I think for us, it's like nowadays, it's like, it's very tricky situation because we're growing up in a generation where all of our parents were married for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. And then we're in a generation where people are married five, 10, 15 years, and then yeah. they move on to somebody else, you yeah. know? And I, I think we're just changing cultures. Yeah, absolutely. I think society is absolutely changing. I think society is a hundred percent changing. And yeah. I don't say that in a bad way. Like I, I feel like there's a girl out there that I could marry and be with for the rest of my life. Yeah, of but course. at the same time, there might be a girl out there that I marry and maybe she's And that's why years. communication is so important. But before you do something so damaging to that relationship, 
right? To where you need to be able to uh, communicate openly, honestly, without fear of judgment or persecution, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then who knows, that person may get on board with evolving into the person that you need in that new phase of exactly. life. Exactly. As long as you know how to communicate. But again, I think one of the, guy, one of the things that guys don't do very well is we don't, I personally do, but, but uh, the guys traditionally are not comfortable talking about their emotions and processing their emotions. Yeah. So a lot of times they act very impulsively, right? Because they don't understand the reason that's contributing to these actions, right? But if you do self-work, then you understand, okay, this is the reason why I'm behaving like this. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's the key to success. I was texting my friend McKenzie earlier this morning. And she's like, where are all these good guys, Jeremy? Which supermarket are they at? And I said, you know what? They're all in therapy and they all have fucking coaches. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you want the guys that do self-work. Mm -hmm. Because they're open, they're honest, and it doesn't mean that they're all great people, but at least they're communicative on what they expect, right? Yeah. And then and, and, and what they've got to give, right? So Yeah, and I mean, mm -hmm. to, to that point right there, it's like, you know, I, I, I will say I was a, I was a shithead. I was a time. shithead, yeah. 100%. And um, it wasn't until we got the little gray hair coming in until where we started hairs, to realize. You realize you're getting older, you know? <laughs> But it's also, you know, it's also a lot of other stuff besides that. You know, it's like, um, you know, like I meditate every morning. Yeah. I read at least, you know, two or three books a month. And mm -hmm. these are all like self-development stuff. So I think you have to look at the person that yeah. is what they're doing for their lives, right? Like you said, it's the guys in therapy. It's the guys that have executive coaches. Yeah. The guys that are actually focused on that type of stuff and mm -hmm. they don't think their shit stinks, right? Exactly. You know, that, and that's what it is, you yeah. know, at the end of the day. So what can a girl do to seal the deal with a guy? When I mean seal the deal, that means get the ring. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is there something that they can do? Um, everything circles back to communication. Okay. Um, I think it's also not trying to be too forward, not being too pushy things. You know, you got to realize okay. that. There's a timeline, but it's also about feeling, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to force something, it's never going to work out. Um, and I think that if you are trying to get that ring, you are trying to get married, you're trying to have that white picket fence and kids and all that type of stuff, it needs to be with the right person. And you're just going to feel that naturally. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to come naturally. And if a guy is not willing to sit there and go ahead and do that, mm -hmm. then I think that you have your answer right there. But I think also at the same time is like as you keep, especially if he knows it's important to you, right? Well, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. Especially if he knows, and, and that's, yeah. that goes back to communication, yeah, and yeah. communicating with each other, right? Mm -hmm. So I think you're gonna feel it no matter what. But also at the same time, you need to be a good woman, right? Yeah. You know all the things that we've talked about on this podcast, mm -hmm. which is like be driven, be what that guy wants end up meeting the right guy, right? Yeah. Because you can go on 10 dates and they all suck and then you go on that 11th one mm -hmm. and all of a sudden that's the right guy for you, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's, it's, it's just all about, comes back to feeling. Yeah, absolutely. So we've talked a lot about, you know, you know, your past. We've talked a lot about what you visualize, mm -hmm. you know, with regards to who uh, is going to be a good dating partner for you in the future and some of the qualities that they've had. I got to ask you, man, you alluded to being in love earlier. Mm -hmm. Do you have the one that got away does that girl exist is she is she roaming around in your life somewhere right now uh yeah man so that's oh your emotions you just like Ugh. yeah no i mean yeah there's one that got away yeah um very beautiful girl um it was early it was it was a few years ago where i met this girl and it was actually from the dating app and it's the last time i got on the dating app and um she was absolutely the one and okay. 
we had the most phenomenal relationship, right? So mm-hmm. we loved the same music. We shared stories together. We could banter back and forth. We could beat each other up and talk mm-hmm. shit to each other. And then at the end of the day, we're kissing, making out, and having phenomenal sex, right? But she had a child. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't intentionally get into this thinking it was going to turn into more than it was because I was in my you know late 20s at the time and yeah. thinking, you know, okay, this girl might just be here for a good time, not a long time, yeah. right? And then I started falling in love with her and then I met the kid and I started falling in love with the kid and then it was this whole thing, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, there's absolutely the one that got away and um, recently we met back up and she, um, we both realized that we we left each other for a reason, you know? Oh, and, interesting. Okay. And um, it was good because it was closure for me. Mm-hmm. It gave me something what I need because I broke up with my last girlfriend because I told her I'm still in love with my ex. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So. I uh, think that was a cop-out, though. No. No? No. It was the truth. And yeah? I feel like later in these days that I've been growing up, that it's more so being honest and as honest as you can be with yeah. somebody and not wasting somebody else's time. For because sure. girls in their 30s nowadays, they don't have, like you are talking about <laughs> earlier, right? They don't have the same sure. clock that we have. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, with her, um, she was just, she was the one that got away yeah. for the longest time. But then when we met back up recently and we started hanging out again, you know, we realized that this is better for both of us. Yeah. And, it was the closure I needed. Yeah, that's good that you've got that closure because now you can give 100% to the next person without having that little, you know, nagging feeling in the back of your mind that you let the one get away. That is yeah. 100% awesome. exactly correct. And awesome, that's man. why, like, I did that and that's why I had to go ahead and get that kind of closure. But yeah. you, you nailed it on the head Absolutely. Right so we got three minutes left. And during this three minutes, what I want to do is I want you to paint the picture. I don't know if you can close your eyes and just illustrate what life looks like 10 years from now. So you're 32 now. So now you're 42. Where mm-hmm. do you live? Who are you with? What does she look like? What does your family dynamic look like? What is your career? What is her career? Just paint the picture and let's manifest that shit, bro. Yeah. No, I've always been into brown girls. <laughs> so, like Latina girls? Yeah, and, Latina and, girls okay. all the way through. Yeah. yeah. So um, all my relationships I've dated, last girl I dated was... Um, uh, she was like Egyptian and, and Greek nice. a little bit, yeah. you know, she had some Iranian in her. So she had dark skin, yeah. black hair. Girl before that was Colombian and Brazilian and mm-hmm. El Salvadorian. Um, there's a there's a certain special girl around right now that's um, from Mexico right now. And Excellent. So she um, so she's kind of very much what I you know see in the future, right? Yeah. It's very it's very new, but mm-hmm. at the same time, um, what I see in the future is you know. Um, I want to have a house in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to have a beach house over there. What I really want is us just to have that nice, good, simple life. You okay. know, like I've been running around for years now. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've been probably doing it together, <laughs> together, but not together. You know, all the yeah. time. But uh, you know, I mean, I'm kind of ready for that kind of like not settled down necessarily phase because, like I said, I'll never stop dating. But yeah. like you know, more so having somebody that we can build a life together that she's successful, that I'm successful. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing that I think girls need to know too. I don't think it matters if it, I had this question asked to me. Yeah, actually, do you care if a girl is more successful than you? Mm-hmm. I said no, as long as I'm still doing my best and still being successful. You know, like I don't care if a girl makes more money than me. I care if I'm slipping that's it i get what you're saying so you're saying okay if you're making 60 grand and she's making 150 
there's something flagrantly wrong there. Yeah. If you're making 200 and she's making 300, right. you're both very successful. Exactly. I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So my perfect life and what I see in the future is, you know, I do want that white picket fence. I do have a house on CDM in yeah. Corona Del Mar, California. Nice. Where we are building a life together. I want two kids, you know, like, and I want to have that life where we're like hanging out at the beach, we're working during the week, but we're able to like go out to like really nice restaurants, yep. take our kids out, drop the kids off with the grandparents or send them to a babysitter and then go do our night, you know, like, <laughs> and I always want to have fun, right? Like I always yeah. want to be able to go to Vegas, New York, Ibiza, like always be able to travel. Travel is huge. So, I think if a girl is able to compliment me in those type of factors, I think that's the perfect life. Well, man, you just illustrated my dream life too. So, uh, who knows? I might need to get in the tanning booth and, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's winter. I'm pasty right yeah, now too. But, uh, but anyways, man, Hey, thanks for coming on the podcast today. I had a lot of fun. Um, I think that you're helping connect a lot of dots for a lot of our listeners. Um, this was a unique take that we had on answering the questions. And, um, if you want to get a hold of Roger, uh, the best way I think is Instagram, right? Yeah. And so we follow each other. You can just go to my Instagram, look him up, Roger Beach, or the name of his Insta is just Beach Style. <laughs> so thanks wow. for listening, guys. Peace out.